hi, hello, we're here. Uh, we do have the good old Zurat and Freedom Eleven, aka Matt and Olivia. Um, both of them actually were longtime D and D players of mine. Um, I think Olivia was in one of the first groups I ever ran, and Matt has just been in a D and D campaign with me for I think the last like six years. I was going to guess ten. Limley did. Too <laughs> soon, guys. Never live it down. Uh, close to that because my first D and D game was on my twentieth birthday. So, um, because that's what I do on my twenty birthday. Mm. Let's go. Um, I was also cool when I was in my twenties. Wait, you're not in your twenties anymore. Wait, uh, well, when I turned twenty, <laughs> I'm always cool. Um. So, uh, if uh, we'll go ahead and start with Matt. Matt, if you want to go ahead and um, sort of just go over just a just a little bit of what your tabletop background is, um, and then why you chose Zerat um, as like the race class combination, and uh, why you chose some of the quirks he has. Yeah. So I guess my first ever D and D game or tabletop rpg in general was 3.5 edition i think i played for two sessions with uh with josh and then 5e came out not too much longer and i've been doing that ever since uh tried to get into shadow finder fifth edition did not did not like it but i kind of set myself up for failure trying to go for a technomancer as my first character uh so i would say i learned from that experience uh with zerat actually um, because 6th edition Shadowrun, I went with something, you know, I was a little bit more familiar with, and that was Spellcasters, and then Gerard, I'm like, alright, I'm it's a new system to me, not going to make the same mistake, so I just went with something simple from the core rulebook, not the PHB, um, and, you know, I would, Spellcaster is what I like, usually something more divine or cleric or supporty in nature. So when I saw the Sheeran, I'm like, all right, it's kind of like a mixture between a cleric and a druid. And then um, there's nothing like an alien race in uh, Shadowrun or D&D. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go lean into something like that. So uh looked at the, the Sheeran or the Sheeran aspect of it. Thought it was kind of cool with their back story with the swarm and breaking away and like individualism is, is huge for them. I'm like, all right, I can get my, I can get behind that one. So that's, I wanted to stick something basic. Well, basic as, you know, core, core rule book. I'm not like a Donnie or I'm into every single alien archive 15, know how to pull rules from here, there. And yeah. So I'm like, I'm just <laughs> something familiar. I can heal people. I'm, you know, my people pleaser. Um, yeah, and then, you know, Zerat, um, I had a low charisma, so I'm like, all right, how am I going to play that out? Because, uh, with his background or my backstory, more or less, I, uh, come from, like, a secluded colony on the dark side of Versys, so they have, like, their own little mini culture, and they're all about communities and values, so I'm like, how can I be that, you know, that 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 go-to person or like the, uh, the i get along with everybody and have a minus two charisma so i'm like i'll just be very friendly but extremely awkward so that's how i've been that's how i've been rolling it and uh he's been he's been really fun he's a he's a host too i thought that was kind of a cool aspect yeah. about the the sheer and how they have three 
gender. So I'm like, all right, so I kind of rolled that into my uh, backstory a little bit. Have many, many children, but no one knows yet. <gasps> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, and then sort of the same three questions with you, uh, Liv. I, I know you're only here part time with us while um, Laura's here sort of being a mom. Uh, so if those of you who didn't know in chat, baby bruise is on the way. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, mama bruise had to take some time off because waking up early for one, a job is just crap. Who does that? But two, yeah. um, being tired and nauseous all the time is not super fun to then try to do a show and then also try to wake up early. So she took some time off. She will be back. So if you guys do hear people talk about Sunny just randomly here and there, <laughs> it's cause that's who she is. Um, but, uh, yeah, Liv, if you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about your tabletop background and then why you chose Freedom 11, and it'd be a good time. Yeah, um, gosh, many, many moons ago, um, I started with, uh, 5th edition D&D, and that was with our good old Jay Bruce. Um, and I've been on the good old D&D train ever since, play a little bit of Pathfinder, a little bit of you know, Shadowrun. Um, oh, yeah, we did a Kingmaker session for a little bit, that Pathfinder rule set. Yeah, right Pathfinder then. 3, yeah. And then we, uh, well, 3.5 or whatever. I don't know. And then we moved into D&D, whatever. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, so why the Android? Why the Android? Um, I've never really played any Android-type character before, so I thought it would be really fun. Um, and... I just kind of liked the idea of being kind of like um, space traveler. You know, I travel the whole, the whole galaxy, universe, everything. Um, and I felt like the perfect backstory it was to free the droids. You know, because they were enslaved. All you jerks, free the droids. And so. Just a great way to tie it all in. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. I appreciate that. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, yeah, Starfinder is a very interesting system. It has a lot of crunch to it compared to Fifth Edition, and um, but you know, not as much crunch as other systems that we might have <laughs> played. So, um, it's it's this nice little bubble where it can get crunchy on certain things. Uh, thankfully, we have someone who likes to read the book forward and backwards between Drew and Donnie. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of that is what you guys don't see is like you guys think we have a lot of conversation now in the group chat. But like Monday and Tuesday, it's me and Donnie like watching the episode or listening to the podcast and then chatting about like these different rules. Like, oh, like we just did it live on the show, just did it this way just to figure out. But this is how it actually runs, and we, me and Donnie, that's typically our Monday and Tuesdays uh, throughout the day is just talking about different rules. But um, I personally like a little bit crunchier. I know a lot of people like the more like softer rule set, and you guys just go role-playing more. Do you guys think that this little bit of a crunchier rule set um, and group size makes it more difficult to role-play, or do you guys think that we have a solid niche of people, that sort of ebb and flow type thing? Yeah, it, with eight people, it's is a it's it's pretty hard not to talk over people. But I wouldn't say it's more difficult. I'd say it's just different 
uh, you got to know when to let someone else speak or when let these group of people finish out their role, role play scene and you know stuff like that. Uh, as far as the crunch goes, I don't I don't mind it. It's, it's still pretty similar to to what I'm used to. Uh, I like you know combat's always been one of my favorite things in an RPG, and I like their their system where you have the the swift, the free, the movement action, the standard action, and then you know full actions that can combine it all. So Mystic doesn't have a lot they can do with full action, or maybe they do, and I just am unaware. <laughs> but you know, seeing you know, the stuff that uh, that Ian can do with uh, their operative and other or and Johnny or you know any other combat you know martial class, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd say you know sometimes the combats can feel a little long with all of us, but I just you know sometimes when you're in big groups they can just fall apart. But I feel like everyone we have as a whole just so good at you know working together and like yeah, every now and again there's a little talking over each other that happens but i'd say everyone does a really great job and it's such it's so enjoyable to be in a group this big and to see how everybody plays their character and how their characters evolve i yeah. i completely agree I, that's one i think i i mean matt knows and I, i'm pretty sure Liv wasn't a part of it originally but like Every time I play D and D or I can't like a a system that allows a large group, you best believe I will probably be pushing the higher end of the spectrum uh, for group sizes because I really like the way that some classes can work together. Or for this one, like with the space combat, which Liv hasn't had a whole lot of chance to interact with, but um, it feels really really good when everyone has a role like we have this many people and it fills up a ship and no one is doing another person's role yeah um so i think that's what i think i really really enjoy about it but also the classes itself sort of feel open enough where you're not overtaking a lot of other people yeah i mean sometimes i feel like if you were to throw in an auto or a freedom 11 in they sort of both shoot things yeah they sort of do stuff but you also have like the flavors of well, Freedom Eleven, once she gets melee up close, will be able to can actually like toss back and forth between melee and range really easily compared to autos. Like I need to be four buildings over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it's really cool how the large group has a dynamic where um, not everyone's roles sort of taken because there's just so many different things you can do. There's so many like race and class combinations that it's insane yeah. and hard to come up with like oh well everyone half the party is going to be a fighter because the fighter is the best thing in the game yeah and with all of like the the additional content outside of the the core rule book like there's the epiphanies for mystics or there's archetypes for every class like this the amount of customization within the class alone with all your subtypes and things you can swap in and swap out like if i didn't have Hephaestus, i'd be completely lost because i'm like oh wait i can do this i can take this tradition and swap this out so it's it's a lot, and you know, I think it was wasn't until last level when I leveled up that like some of that stuff unlocked. I'm like, oh, I can completely kind of change how Zerat is now by taking some of the stuff. Because, I mean, I had Mystic Cure, which is a pretty good healing thing, and I had my uh, my Touch thing that I could do, but it would be ten minutes to heal them. Whereas now I can just oh, kind of drop some stuff that I had maybe tried to RP with once or twice, but I've never really ever used to heals which have been really good in, nah. in these past couple episodes so and that's you know that's the role i wanted to fill because i mean i know ferris does magic but he doesn't heal and magic healing is always gonna you know outpace whatever med kits and stuff you can do but 
yeah. th- th- they'll still have their place. And it's not like you, I mean, you, you and Thrawn both heal technically, but yeah. you guys do a different kind different of pools. healing, yeah. which is, I think is really cool. Like, cause like D and D is like, Oh, I had like our friend Travis had a fighter who was like, Oh, I have 300 HP at level 17. And I was like, Okay, so how do I like talk about you losing hit points when it's just like your hit points is massive, but stamina? Yeah. It's like oh, you can visibly see your character getting more and more tired, and then once you get into the HP, then you start mm-hmm. seeing those physical wounds and the time that takes to actually heal them up. I really, really enjoy the split pool health system they have. Yeah, and no, yeah. Sh- no shade to Shadowrun, but I enjoy this 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 that kind of split much better than the stun tracker and the physical damage yeah. tracker. I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I mean they also have two. But I mean, a lot of times if you fill up on one, you're probably yeah. going to suffer the other one. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we'll go ahead and um start with you, Matt. We'll start with sort of um giving like a we went over like the backstory and. Or like give a small intro to your backstory and like who Zerat is. But um starting at like level one, did you know that Zerat was going to be a caster healer, or did you know Snow that he was just gonna be a mystic that really wanted to help people? Um and then as you leveled up, what feats and stuff did you take um to really mold that character you have going into your mind? Uh yeah, so I mean I did a little bit of research into Starfinder before I went in and found out, you know, what what was the good thing, what's a what's a trap, because uh with my brief experience with Pathfinder I knew that like you had to plan your builds out well in advance because of all the, the feats and the prerequisites and stuff to go along with that. So um all I knew is that I was gonna be some type of healer, maybe utility control type caster, and then uh have a have a long arm as well that I can I can use whenever I run out of spell slots. Um, so that's all I had. Uh, as far as their backstory, you know, they, they're just called out to adventure. They don't really have a, a big goal. They're just, uh, you know, kind of a, a diplomat in some ways, even though like they're not very charismatic, but, you know, they still got to represent where they're from and just to, you know, learn, report back and always add to the ever-growing Akashic record and praise Waydan. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going for. So that's yeah, I took the long arm proficiency, uh, my first level for that feat. Um, took some of the you know the must have spells, healing, doing some damage. I one shot a goblin. By the way, now that I hit level four, um, well, took the the mind thrust. Now it does four d10 instead of two d10 at level two. So that checks out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not the fun at all. That's fine. No, that's yeah. a, like when Denver had to learn some manners and got mind thrust, and it was six d ten psychic damage. I was like, enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, oh wait, I'm almost, not, I'm almost dead. I was like, you're insane. Manners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's really cool. That's insane damage though, and I'm not ready for that <laughs> to come through in any game at all. No, I mean, but hey, I still can't do anything about someone getting poisoned other than like feel better buddy come on you can oh dang it you died <laughs> well, then. that's why you play a droid yeah yeah that's why i was also really thinking like i was looking through after like that's like after last week's session when we had the oh, death from poison and i was like there's absolutely like no way to get rid of poison besides just yeah like it's not just like there's it. nothing there's nothing Zerat could do. It's nothing that a mystic could have done level one. I don't like, think there's uh, anything anyone could do at that low roll level. Roll well and hope for the 
best. Like, have uh-huh. a high con. Like, I just learned, like, oh, con isn't a dump stat in this game, in case you guys were wondering. Because <laughs> yeah. um, poisons will kill you. And you don't have to go down to zero HP. It's just like, oh, hey, you get to the bottom of the track, you're dead. Um, which, another thing I really enjoy, because I don't think there's a really many poisons out in other games, or diseases in other games, that really go into, like, oh, follow this track, and then if you mm-hmm. fail it too many times, you just die. Yeah. It's like, oh, it take, yeah. you, know, you take HP because you didn't save. Oh, you take HP because you didn't save. And then it just whittles you down until you hit zero. Then you die. Yeah, and it's not like the first couple effects are, I mean, the first one is mild, but then the second one's like, or maybe it is the first one's like, you're encumbered no matter what. It's yeah. like, all right, I failed once. Oh, now I can't move, you know, more than five feet per six seconds. And it's, yeah. Unless you get naked. Yeah. And then you're on a planet that doesn't allow you. It's like, what? What do you yep. mean? <laughs> it's like, and now I'm freezing my balls off. All right, so I yeah. either die from the poison or die from the atmosphere. Which way do I want to go? <laughs> yeah, and that and that's what I was looking at when I was leveling up, saying like, all right, what kind of uh, you know buffing spells or you know curse removal spells can I get? So they had like a re- lesser restoration, but. This version didn't seem too good, so the other level two spell I took was like remove condition. Mm. So when people are paralyzed, stunned, frightened, you know, a certain list of stuff, I can remove that one. So I'm like, yeah, there's there's something else there I definitely would do, but yeah. you know, being that communal part of you know just his essence is what I'm what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, and then Liv, sort of same with you. Like I know you sort of got tossed in at level three. You're like, hey, uh, thanks for coming into Starfinder. Uh, you're level three. Um, and also, like, oh, hey, we found out today that they're not playing anymore. Can you hop in? That'd be great. Um, <laughs> it was uh, a bit of a whirlwind. And, uh, you know, my first character was completely different than uh, Freedom 11. But, yeah, uh, some reiterations. Freedom 11. <laughs> some iterations went um, through. Um, and... You know, I got to start at level three, so I had most of my stuff already, and then I already kind of shifted. So, like, at first I took, like, arm extensions, because that sounds kind of cool. You can, like, extend my arms out, and then, of course, the, um, you know, quick draw, because I want to be able to quick draw those weapons, especially if I'm going to be switching between them, because I want to be able to be useful long range and short range, and then at level 4 I took stand still, so I want to be able to protect people like our moral uh, Ferex who got, you know, just right there, and I just couldn't help him, so these bitches, they can't get past me, you know, I'm going to protect, protect and bat bat. Yeah, it's similar like the Sentinel feat, uh, Matt, if you didn't know. So like, if mm. she takes an attack type opportunity, it, they, they can do their whole rest of their turn, but they literally can't move from that spot. Mm. Um, so it's a good yeah. second level of, hey, no one gets past me. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Yep. And then I can even do stuff without, you know, unarmed strike too. So yeah. like, no weapons, long range, I, I, I got it all. Mm. Very well-rounded. Yeah, the first time I ever played starfinder when we were trying to start it up i had a uh, an android operative too so uh, the android cl- uh race is a uh, is, is really cool yeah. with all the, all the stuff you can do and all the stuff you get yeah, yeah. my last one was leona <laughs> yes human <laughs> fighter or human soldier Barbarian. soldier yeah um but yeah so uh, you guys both have played like, like the last time we did we were on or i guess it was Sarventures, um, back in the day, um, 
it didn't it wasn't long lived in any sort of but how do you feel going into like the last time going into this time do you guys feel like everything sort of makes more sense or like how do you feel like comparing the two experiences way less confused and uh having a a Hephaestus. Yep, that. Sorry, I can't pronounce things. Uh, it's twelve thirty, and um, <clears throat> but it's really made things easier for me to understand because I feel like every time I went to open the book, even though I've read through books like these before, they're all different. You yep. know, it's like I look at it, and be like overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like when I built my last character, it was like I kind of did what I wanted, but I didn't really like figure out what I actually wanted. Um, so I'm just way more invested this time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, last time I think I barely, we barely got to touch it before, you know, we really did anything with it. So this was my first time going to something where, you know, I came off of We Run the Night, you know, with the, uh, the Shadowrun crew. So I'm like, I know how long those seasons went. So I'm like, this one, this one's probably going to go a good amount of distance. So, um, did, did a little bit more research this time going into it, but it's been it's been fun. Uh, learning the the rules is not a huge jump from D and D fifth edition, but I still have to you know keep in mind that casting a spell can provoke opportunity attacks and the the different types of movements and yeah, you know, the difference was between the two. But I like it. It's a yeah. uh, it's space. It's not. It's not Shadowrun. <laughs> no, it's not Shadowrun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is uh, episode nineteen already, which is absolutely mind blowing. I think we've only taken one week off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been almost nineteen weeks straight, which sort of blew my mind earlier when I was typing in the episode. I was like, <laughs> "Excuse me, huh?" Um, that's the one away from twenty. Yeah. Right. I was like, "Hold on, well, that's that's like four months, five months." Help. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, no, I mean, and we're just now hitting level four, um, and I think like it's starting to like experience starting to ramp up exponentially as these games do. So like first four levels, great. You now have the intro to your character. Now we get to like the beef of it. Um, Welcome to Ontario. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's those are choices. but uh, I'm excited to see exactly where this campaign goes. I th- I'm, I'm honestly, guys, I, I hope you're ready because it's it's as far as I've mapped it out, it's probably going to be like a hundred, uh, hundred and twenty episodes worth of content for this season. Because um, so, how how do you map out a campaign where we have a spaceship that can jump anywhere? How how do you how do you do that? OneNote is a fantastic tool for DMs out there, especially if you run online campaigns. Um, yeah, please, Microsoft, <laughs> please. Hello. Um, you create the whole galaxy. <laughs> I really do. Uh, so I have a, a whole subset for each the near space for the vast and for the packed worlds, um, and then each planet I put four quests on each planet, no matter. So that way you have stuff to do on every planet. Um, and then I do a crap ton of research on, especially the packed worlds, because that's where mm-hmm. we started. Um, so I did a lot of research on the packed worlds and um, sort of what every race sort of what is either there or, excuse me, um, 
how like the governments and stuff hacked out but um i thought doing two continents for a three-year-long campaign was a lot like interactions <laughs> uh, but when you had planets um and galaxies it sort of adds scale to a lot of it um and I just hope for the best. Everyone always asks me, hey, are you ready for Thursday? I was like, no, because you guys have a drift engine. Um, <laughs> this whole, like, hey, we're stuck on this planet. I'm like, I can now be prepared for stuff. Um, and that was a, sort of the part that's sort of difficult for this game. Because with most, like, role-playing games, you get a reputation. Because you guys either work in a certain place or you become known in the land or some other sort of way you guys begin to learn who you are but you guys were doing a quest here jumping to this planet doing a quest here jumping to this planet doing yeah. a quest here oh we're wanted let's go jump this galaxy <laughs> i'm just like there's no way for you guys to like earn renown and all the other cool stuff that like you get from spending time in this universe but it's also really really cool because there's so many places to explore and that's what really like i love about the system is this whole galaxy isn't in any book. It's completely planned out. I wrote out every single planet, wrote out how like everything sort of functions. Like mm -hmm. it's this is my favorite part is the world building part aspect of it. And so I get to build worlds um instead of <laughs> just one. So it's just a lot of content that I get to do. I mean, it makes my week if I'm not playing a video game, I'm thinking about Starfinder or working on something for Starfinder. But um I hope that sort of answered your question. It's just a lot of prep time. Like, Shadowrun, I did probably about, like, two or three hours a week of prep. Um, Starfinder, I do about 10 to 15 hours of prep. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. It's, it's worth it, though. It's, uh, it's been a, a good story so far. Ups, mm -hmm. downs, deaths. Yeah, Near that one. was something special. Um, Technically, we liberated an entire android city before we found Freedom Eleven. So, well, they weren't androids; they were just robots. Oh, just robots. I I thought they were androids. They were droids, but not androids. Yeah. Um, go into this campaign a little bit. With we'll start with Zerat because you've been here for a little bit longer. You had a mm -hmm. couple more episodes under your belt. Um. The group had a very wonky start to space travel and sort of where they put priorities. How did Zerot feel about, like, how they went on uh, Kabarat on Abalon and mm -hmm. had a a city that was should be named something else but was the complete opposite of what Kabarat is now? Especially that Zerot's been to both Kabarats. Um, and yeah. how does that sort of transfer it into... Like the scene that you saw, like Denver expire because of poison and not being able to save him. Like, how does that character growth feel for Zerat? Um, or is Zerat sort of still feeling a little bit distance, but starting to grow towards the party members? So, I kind of built Zerat uh, naive because I am also very naive about these systems, so I can I can play it out pretty well. But you know, wide eyed always observing just taking stuff in so towards the beginning that's that's what he was doing with the group he's just looking around like all right okay i've heard of starfinder groups before i'm guessing this is the you know this is just what it's supposed to be like so you know it was very weird probably but to him he's just like all right this is this is how it goes so he've uh 
he's got his special, you know, backstory stuff with Theric, so he already knew him and used that connection to be like, all right, well, we've got we've got our plan for something eventually in the future, and you know, we're we're with these people for a reason, so it's like all right, kind of kind of twofold. I'm like, all right, let's let's get some money, get some prep stuff, and do these people have the stuff? Or like, oh, that bear guy couldn't cut it. So <laughs> that was that was the the first one down, and then we got Kali, and you know now you know Sunny's hanging back, and we're getting stuff. So Zerath's just wondering, like, all right, is this is this also just supposed to be how it goes? So maybe I shouldn't get too attached to all these people. Are we are we friends? Are we family? Are we just working together, trying to survive? So it's a uh, it. It's weird. It's weird for him because of how how close every everybody was in the colony he came from to this brand new world plus three more. So he he's definitely getting closer to people, but he's still you know figuring it all out. Sure. Um, and then Freedom Eleven, you were literally pulled from the drifts into a spaceship, put into a firewall, and said, "Hey, don't go anywhere." Um, but how does I mean, you guys have been in a, a, a group together now for five no, yeah four five days four days, five days or five uh no six days now because it takes five days of travel from the hideout to so five or six days um I mean does Freedom Eleven even feel any sort of way about the group? I honestly would say um. Freedom Eleven is still pretty jarred and confused, you know, after two, three hundred years feels like an eternity stuck in nothingness, no body. You know, you kind of get a little, you know, crazy, even if you're not showing it. Um, And so Freedom Eleven, you know, gets pulled onto this ship, getting accused of who knows what, fucking stuck in firewalls, and, you know, grateful to have a body, so... That makes Freedom Eleven, you know, a little bit, um, feel a little bit closer to the group and be willing to help them. But um, then, you know, all these freaking bugs come in and they're just trying to squash us and who knows. So we'll see where it goes from here. But I have, um, well, Freedom Eleven is definitely starting to feel some emotions towards everyone, but the confusion and the jarring of finally being back in the body is definitely kind of making a confused mess up here, trying to figure out how my body works. You know, my muscles don't quite work. I creak when I should be sneaky. <laughs> you, you know, it just... Just can't win them time. all. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty pretty sweet. I, I, I think that's one of the things that I like seeing the most uh, and we were in the night had a very, I mean, with three seasons, we had a large sort of timeline to be able to see, you know, people change. Dobrik going from, oh, hey, everything's great, uh, and then to, hey, uh, so we need to go to a resort. Um, <laughs> we need to go take care of this problem. Right, and I still don't know what "take care of" means. So let's just kind of figure it out. We'll figure it out when we get there. Um, so it's it's one of the things I really like to see, especially because, I mean, let's see, looking at the group. I mean, I know you, Travis, Drew, JJ, Ian, 
have all been on extended shows of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also had, you know, you playing with me for six, seven years on other tabletops. Um, but then we have Liv, we have Hannah, we have Laura, who are all new people to the shows and, um, and to like the tabletop group in general. Um, so I, I want to ask both of you, cause I know like a lot of these people, like you've never met really in real life before you may, may have come out a couple times here and there. Um, but what's it like to go from not really knowing anyone to actually like transitioning to, Hey, I play with these group of people consistently as well. I feel like it's almost a great icebreaker. Um, I've always definitely been a little bit awkward in person. So a uh, meeting through the interweb space is good for me. Um, and it kind of helps me get a gauge of people. And it's a nice way because, you know, instead of having to meet someone when they're all tense from traveling across from God knows where, you know, they're relaxed, they're home, and mm-hmm. they get to be themselves. Yeah, I wouldn't know because Han doesn't say anything. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's, um, yeah, it, it, it it's meet, meeting friends on the internet, you know, kind of, you know, hey, you play RuneScape, I play RuneScape, let's, you know, do these quests together, and you would meet people from Xbox Live, you still talk to years later. So my my dad met someone, we went to Canada for a wedding, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's 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 new friendships. So bonding over uh, a mutual interest is a it's a special thing. Um, it's really about it. Uh, I guess big moments. Uh, this is mostly going to be for user up because uh, you've only been. I think now is your third episode. Live maybe second. Mm-hmm. Um. Where do you guys feel about the story going right now? I mean, it's been it, obviously you got jumping from different planets. It's a little bit like difficult to see like the overarching story. Maybe because we know there's an overarching story even currently happening. Um, but one, do you enjoy like the different jumps, going to different places, exploring different planets, galaxies, and so on, or um, are you enjoying more of this? Hey, we're stuck here until we figure this out. Um, how do you feel about the swarm attacking and stuff like that? So we'll start with you, Matt. Um, sort of like from episode one to nineteen, like where? How do you feel about the campaign so far and big moments you really enjoyed? Yeah, um, the the opening for for this campaign and you know a lot of role role play campaigns is just throwing out a, a bunch of plot hooks and just kind of seeing which one sticks. And especially when you have a, a spaceship and you know the vast space out there, you know anything's anything's possible you know we could do anything go anywhere so uh beginning i it, it you know it was a structured hey here's this mission here's this mission but you're a level one character level two character get your feet wet learn the system and now opens up and you know now it's definitely feels like a completely different game from from way back when um but i i like you know i like everything everyone's backstory we have like three people now involved with the vest government so you know, and then figuring out about Otto and Denver's, you know, gambling problems or whatever, whatever that word is, is, uh, you know, it, it's fun to learn all that stuff. But now it's like, put all that stuff on hold. This is what's in front of you right now. So the the swarm attack, 
I, I mean, I was expecting something to to happen when we got to these cities. I'm like, all right, here we go. This mining town, off the bus. Haha, <laughs> good laugh. Find you know, Android or Freedom Eleven a body, and then I'm like, all right, where do we go from here? So I was expecting you know something, something to happen, but uh, a massive you know catastrophic. Hey, never mind. You guys aren't leaving. You know, kind of similar to Toronto uh, in our last Shadowrun campaign. I'm like, I got I got heavy flashbacks from there. So like that that feeling was probably the the coolest one of the campaign so far. I'm like, oh crap, what how how are we gonna get out of this one? <laughs> so you know, I was like, all right, do we collapse the tunnels? Do we do we get these nuclear bombs? I'm like, is there like a mother like that's that's something I meant to do in the game tonight during our our trip, but I forgot to. I wanted like see if I could look up and, and like, is there something like a Zerg overseer, like something hovering, orbiting the planet. I'm like, hi, I, I, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's pretty cool. So, and then, you know, I, I like ice and cold stuff. So being on a, on a completely a hot frozen planet, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Winter is the best season. Well, let's, let's, let's hold off on that ice conversation. Um, and then yeah, I guess Liv going into it. I I I I think you watched every episode so far. Is that correct? Okay. Um. So I guess like coming in with fresh eyes, like how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about this campaign so far? And especially now being part of the cast compared to just a viewer. It's um one really awesome, and two, it's kind of nice to be getting a little bit of a different feel. It's for freedom 11 you know traveling you know the universe is the greatest thing ever but um for you know an outsider as just olivia um it's nice you know that there's been all the traveling but getting stuck and really getting to know this one planet and i mean it does help that the planet's covered in ice and snow and cold so yeah, I, I, that's why I really like. I, there's so many things to like about the system. Star, like the combat, space combat's really cool, and it's its own special thing. Um, drift dragons. Yes, drift dragons. That's not in any <laughs> book, in case anyone was wondering. Um, but special right there. <laughs> you yes, know it. it. You know my it. own flavor. Um, but that, I guess, that was a cool RP moment between Denver and Kali. Yeah. Kali. I was, was going to say Patra, uh, mixing Patra and Kali. I'm like, this isn't right. This is Come not on, the bro. name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. They saying shit? No, nope. They looked at each other. I just imagine like they're just both in like just different chairs looking out. See it? They just look at each other. Nah. <laughs> just go back to what they were doing. Um, no, I think that's really, really cool. And it's, it's, I mean, compared to like where Hannah started, I mean, yeah, she's someone who doesn't say a whole lot of stuff, but... Uh, I think she's really opened up out of her shell. She's starting to go and like, hey, I'm going to go open this lock now. I'm going to go try to pickpocket this guy. And like, oh, I'm going to go take our credit sticks yeah. back. Um, a lot of subtle adventures just makes me think like, hey, you know, she's very silent because she has a lot of thoughts. But I'm just going to yeah. go do action when I see action that needs to be done and no one else is doing it. She sees the opportunity yep. and she, she nails it. Exactly. Um, Perfect for sticky fingers. Yank. <laughs> um still convinced she's a spy though yeah still convinced uh it's, it's proven it's proven you know you can either um, be an outlaw got... or an outlaw or a spy you can't be both yeah. 
I almost got Zone of Truth as one of my new spells, but I'm like, yeah, let's, let's not. <laughs> you have It'd to be hilarious. We'll stop kicked off the crew. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I like you said, I think it has a lot to offer. We have, uh, especially now, we've had, you know, Cabrot and Avalon, you guys spent some time there uh, doing a little bit of murder mystery, which is something I haven't really got the chance to mess around with a lot, and that was a really cool, like, learning and new experience for me um to like put down different clues and stuff that are hidden throughout the town and like watching like people like wait this 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 android is named this one but that was this one and just like watching all the like like cogs turn it's a fantastic experience um and then you know being stuck on this ice planet and being forced to like build renown and like really learn what this planet is what its quirks are um, because like you can get like a general understanding of like oh I want to search like search the infosphere like what's this planet what about, but right. like getting here learning the culture learning that it, what's the differences between each pack that runs these five different houses and um as funny as like the Game of Thrones references were but it's sort of true like they it was just like you're literally playing the Game of Thrones where one house rules the rest of them, but there's now a galactic issue that's sort of, hey, this planet could go downwards, and then the whole galaxy does. But um, but then there's also that wonder, like, hey, we can literally go anywhere in space. Where do we go? Like, sort of like the Guardians of the Galaxy is like, where do we want to go? I don't freaking know. Press the button. Let's just go. Um, it's, a, it's just another really cool part about the game that I really, really love. You're not stuck by horse travel or taking a train car or whatever depending on where your scenario is but um i yeah, think it's for, for some dms like the the travel is the game too you know rolling yeah. you know randomly on every table for every day like oh do you do something no here no but you know when you can travel three days and five minutes because you know you're playing a fantasy game and you can go anywhere in the universe why have that be the main thing? Unless you're in the drift. If you're in the drift, I can definitely understand that. In the drift, it's its own special, yeah. little special <laughs> place where it has to be a little awkward. But, I mean, I think the one thing I have issue with, like, you know, with skipping time is it you lose a possibility for RP moments. Like, you guys have been go, yeah. go, 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 go. It was nice to sort of have you guys sit around in the hideout munching on some rations from a trail mix bag and sort of like talking like through ideas or like, Oh, I don't think this works. And then the Zool um, sort of inter mm-hmm. intertwining themselves into the conversation. I think it's been a really cool experience as well for it. Um, there's just so many dang alien races that just sort of fit into places. It's insane. Uh, like there's just niche little, Oh, I need this exact one. Oh, it already exists. Great. Thanks. Um, but yeah. Yeah, how long has Starfarn been out now? Years. Yes. Uh, Starfinder release date. Google says 2017. So August of 2017. So it just turned a little older than four. Um, And the amount of content that they have is phenomenal. So much content. Um, ISO.com. Check them out. Check them out. They do partner us with us. Um, Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but a partner. So make sure you guys go check that out. But um, really, that's about it, guys. Do you guys have any questions for as a player, as a character that you guys want to ask me or each other? Uh, I I won't give too much of 
anything away, especially if it's spoiler heavy. But if you guys have any questions, concerns, how I feel about stuff, feel free to ask. Otherwise, we're getting ready to wrap up here. Yeah, how do we get off this planet? I was about to say, are we going to find any working freaking parts of it when I can fix this ship? No. Come on. we You already killed Denver. I know you brought him back. But you can't take his ship. I did take their ship. I did not kill their Denver, ship. though. I, yeah. They definitely got Poison. the radiation poisoning from, you know, Ferrix not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, I could be the cause of getting bit once or twice, but that's... I can't but be helped. Bad roles. Right, can't, bad roles. I mean, roles. this is not my fault that Ian doesn't have constitution. It's not my fault. Yeah, that's um, an important skill. Yeah, it's, it's very important. I mean, there, there could be, very will be parts in Walmart if you guys go and look through rubbish, but who knows what you'll find or who you'll find. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Maybe you guys just live here forever now. Uh, Try to avoid the giant scared walking around the city. Yeah, you know, the bug walkers. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, guys, you guys don't have anything else. I think we're good to go. Um, thank you guys so much for coming in for the Level Up interview. Um, something we, I had really good reviews doing on the last one, and it's something that I find entertaining. Um, so make sure you guys keep around up for that. It will be, if you guys are watching on YouTube, Hey, guess what? You found it. It's at the end of the episode. If you're watching on uh, po- or listening to podcasts, it will be its own separate podcast. Um, it's still going to be underneath the We Run the Stars playlist, but it will be its own separate individual podcast. So make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. Um, again, 24-hour stream on Saturday. You'll probably see all of us there at one form or another. Um, goal, $500. Help Riley Children's Hospital. Let's crush it. Um, like I said, we do have hashtag for the kids. Uh, we do have a lot of cool stuff, prizes and stuff like that, incentives. Um, be around, help the kids. Even if you got, can't donate, watching the stream, uh, supporting the channel, just like boosting it. If you're a content creator and I reached out to you, just being able to share the stream also goes a very long way, posting in discords, all that nonsense. Um, but thank you guys again, and thank you to you two, my wonderful cast members, not only for playing tonight, but also for doing this interview, especially Matt, because I asked you today. Or yesterday. I don't know. Days are weird. Um, but thank you guys. And we will guys see you guys Saturday for more We Run the Stars. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.